Oh, well, Paxers, uh, welcome back uh, another week. We're glad you're here, and we're going to go ahead and roll the open. And we're we're back. (laughs) You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Oh, man. But that brings us, young slaughterous one, to our substantive portion uh, of the program. It's exciting. I think it's exciting. Uh, and this week, I have a question. Yeah, what happens when you get through all of these cue points? Um, you don't know yet, do you? Do you want to know what I think, or do you want to know what Dread says? Tell me both. Okay, what I think is we will we will continue to talk about leadership, continue to use a cue source, but we'll probably drift off of. So at the end of this year, we'll be finished. Theoretically, right. we will have gone through the, the entire cue source week after week, right? Uh, and I think from there, we will continue to to talk about these things. I don't think we'll go through it sequentially again no. uh, anytime soon, um, but we'll continue to to- have topics and we'll probably bring in things that are happening in our world or things that we see happening in the nation and talk about what, what leadership would be and how we solve those problems uh, using QSource and using F3 that sounds uh, fair. logic and mentality. I like it. I was hoping you wouldn't say it's going to be over. It's going to be done. Well, that's what Dredd keeps saying. He's like, oh, maybe we'll just stop. I'm like, no. 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 It's like the mafia. But don't be surprised. You're in, you're never out. That's right. <laughs> Just when I thought I was out. <laughs> so we. Uh, so this week's topic is trust. An important one. And so I have some questions, the Socratics as we call them. But uh, of course. That uh, I'm, I'm going to posit to you now. Wait, let's first let's read uh, the statement. Sure, yes, the statement. Reliance between team members. Boom. That is what trust is. Yes. Reliance between team members. And so the first question Oh, um, by the way, this is Q3.3. Mm-hmm. If you're following our, along on the numbering system. That's right, in our idiotic numbering system. Um, <laughs> question number one, is the reward of shared leadership worth the risk? Socratic number two, can a man's resolve be determined before he is called upon to put it in action? Like a flight simulator. Right. Maybe. And question three, Socratic number three, what is the purpose of a CSOP or CSOP depending on who you are? depending on what part of the country you're from. That's right. So question number one, is the reward of shared leadership worth the risk? So Slaughter, we serve on a shared leadership team. We do. We do. Uh, Slaughter is a weasel shaker uh, as part of the XG in the nation. And um, I am uh, currently serving as the Q of culture, uh, education, PR, all that that sort of stuff, all the things that relate to that Mm -hmm. uh, in the the XG in the nation. Yeah. So we're part of a shared leadership team. So is... What, I guess the first question I would ask you is, what are the risks? Because it says, you know, is it worth the risk? What are the risks of being on this shared leadership team? Well, sure. If somebody else doesn't do what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, it, it's going to affect what you're supposed to do or what I'm supposed to do. Right. Uh, so the risk is that, you know, you can either do everything all by yourself or you can do what we're doing and you have to trust that these other guys are going to do their job. And so in your estimation, is... Model, uh, running on a shared leadership model uh, worth the risk? In my experience, absolutely. Yeah. 
It is I, because you can't you can get further as a, as a group as a team than you can by yourself much much further. Period. End yeah. of story. They did a study, uh, and I don't remember where which university it was, but they uh, tried. To, they were testing pain tolerance and how long you were willing to put up with certain uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they did is they had buckets full of ice water that you and they had uh, participants in the study put their feet in them. Right. And time how long they were willing to keep their feet in there. And the people that had just the control group, right? So they just put their feet in there and just, you know, gritted out and stayed in there as long as they could. On average, went ha less than half as long. So the people who had encouragement went over twice as long as the people who did not. Of course. Right? Well, I mean, that's, this, yeah. that's why so, the, hey, man, the fitness part it, of F3 go. works. Right, exactly. So... It's not quite shared leadership, but it's the, it's in the, the, the same concept. kind of idea, right? Yeah. You can go further as a group. Over twice as far. Mm -hmm. That's why GoRuck is not a... That's why selection is fun to watch, because <laughs> that's an individual event. Those guys are horrifyingly beat well, down. But. And I think that you would be correct as a group more often than you would as an individual. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a buddy of mine who works in the uh, in the steel industry, and he always says, there ain't one of us that's smart as all of us. It's true. Yeah. So well, and for me anyway, uh, it may not be so much as being right, but that pause, that that critical time to think mm -hmm. between the the problem and and stating your solution is yeah. the important part. And if it's just you, you can just blurt out the answer. Shared leadership, you got to kind of well, get some input, right? And and uh, you know, kind of goes back to you know, dread. We talked a lot about like meeting and things like that, and different different cue points on the way up to here. And uh, I can hear whatever I want blowing in the wind. You know, yeah. so if I'm if I'm the one answering my own questions, <laughs> I'm always going to be right, <laughs> right? Because I think I'm a genius. Well, I mean that's 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 almost the same um, risk as surrounding yourself with yes people. I'm yeah. thinking more of a, a, a company, right? But you got to you got to have those folks that will play devil's advocate. Well, and and that's why we talk about you know candor and some of those kinds of things, and that we we don't just encourage uh, dissenting opinions; we court them. We want to know yeah. why you don't think this is a good idea. We want to hear about why, you know, why we're, we may or may not be doing this right because I don't know what my blind spots are. Well, it's like in that movie uh, World War Z when they're in Israel. Did uh, not see it. Trying to, to fight the zombies. That the whole reason that they were fortified as a city is because they've got this mandate, I guess their, their city council. Mm -hmm. Even if every single person on, in the group agrees, there has to be one person that challenges what oh, that is. Like he plays. And in the movie... They thought that there were zombies, and everybody said, well, there's no way possible there, there's going to be zombies. And the one guy said, but what if there are? And they, they didn't have a good solution, so they fortified the city and thought that they saved themselves uh, until they didn't. But the point is... <laughs> wow, what a great <laughs> example. Got that far. Slaughter, thanks. That's brilliant. <laughs> they almost did it. I know. <laughs> so they really had this great plan that uh, didn't work, and they all died. Right. But yeah. that, that, that was, that was a movie. Yeah. But the idea of, exactly. of that is, is, is solid. Um, yeah, so the, I, I think the answer to this clearly is, uh, is that, that this trust is an essential element of, of shared leadership. Right. And, and, and that's part of, I mean, that's part of what we preach. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be that way. You, you, you have to trust other people to a certain extent. They may not be equals. They may be under you. Mm -hmm. They may be over you. Yeah. But the point is you have to have people, uh, when you're forging ahead, when you're accelerating through this world to trust in order to get where you need to go to lead other men where you need to go. Um, so this is the next question is really, I think where it's at, how, how do you Go do ahead. that? Um, 
how do you know if somebody's trustworthy? Yeah, so the question being, can, can a man's resolve be determined before he's called to put it in action? And I think the answer is yes. The question is, how in the world do you do something like that? Right. Right? Right, that, that, and that's a good question. So and, for, uh, go ahead. Uh, and the stress test. Yeah, I would say so for us in F3, you know, we, we talked about this because uh, we did our, our QSource meeting on Saturdays, uh, and we, we have to talk about trust this this uh, session. And that was one of the things, you know, we talked about was the fact that, you know, uh, I, I don't necessarily work side by side in my mammon, you know, with any of the guys that are in, uh, you know, my my region down sure. there, right? But I have... Well, you a, work alone. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, but, you know, the 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 idea that if I needed a thing, right... So they may not be my shared leadership team at work, but they're part of my shared leadership team in my life. You know, like I'm relying on a lot of these guys and my shield lock and other things to help me to, you know, make sure that I'm leading my family and myself correctly. So so, so what qualifies these guys to, to be on that? Right. So, so I was group. just going to say, so what we talked about was the fact that, you know, uh, a lot of the stress testing, a lot of the, the proving ground has happened, you know, because I'm watching how you perform in the gloom. Absolutely. You uh, know, I, I see how you don't do full pull-ups or full push-ups or full squats. And that, I mean, I know that sounds judgy and horrible, but I look at that and go, you know, how do you do anything? I've got an excellent example of that. My operations manager at my company, I met him at a workout. Mm. And I, I forget how it came up, but I was I was looking for folks, and inevitably I, I, I dive into F3 whenever I can. Sure. So the workout we met at, I think, was on a Friday combine here in Charlotte. He was always there and, and seemed like he was – doing all the exercises, I guess, holding mm-hmm. himself upright. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to, that he was interested in the position, I mean, I definitely gave him a, a big leg up because um, I knew that if he was dedicated enough to get up early, uh, you know, to hold himself accountable and right. to do the things we do. He, and it turns out he's, he's a fantastic operations manager. I think that was two and a half years ago. Yeah, there you go, right? So he passed that kind of, you know, uh, low-bottom test. Yeah. And so you have to do something. There has to be some way – uh, for you to know now if you're hiring somebody like so if this is your 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 mammon and you're the the leader of the organization in some capacity or other you're going to have to figure out how to ask the right questions if you don't know this person outside of this interview yeah you right? got to get as, as close to the uh, uh, critical part of the stress test as you can right and so we because uh, you never really know. I mean, you never no, really know until you're in it. Exactly. Until you're there on the So we line. used to make people not audition because that sounds weird, but basically kind of audition, right? So if you wanted to come work for our company as an editor, let's say, mm-hmm. right, um, you would have a test. And it was an editing test. And you were given certain resources, you know, certain pieces of footage, certain graphics, certain, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you were given a Instru- a very detailed and, and clear instruction list on how to get it to the end. You know, here's what it's supposed to look like. Here's the things you need fixed. fix. Here's, you know, so on, so on, so on. And we wanted to see, you know, how long did it take you? What was your creativity like? How did you solve this problem? And I'll tell you what, the, the, the gal that works for me, you know, one of them now, uh, Allison, who you've, you've met, I think. I have. Um, load, and, load chair. Yes, low chair. <laughs> I don't know why she sits so low. It's so either. weird. Um, but she's, she's worked with me for five years. Because she crushed that. In fact, she solved some of those problems in ways that we didn't even think of, right? And so we put her through a little bit of a stress test, you know, to see, like, can she handle this? And we had other people come in and just, I mean, it was just a miserable failure. We we did the same thing at my business just this morning. Um, So I'm in construction, Mm -hmm. and we've got a big warehouse in the back. We've got a training facility, um, and and part of the work we do, we work on masonry, uh, Mm -hmm. walls, caulking things. So a guy came in. 
who had worked for one of our competitors, had been there a long time, claimed mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. lots of different things. And we said, sure, well, part of the standard is we send him out back. There's a whole cart full of tools. Some he may need, some he wouldn't need to do what he's doing. Okay. And we always say, here we go. Here's some materials. Go do what you got to do. Uh, and this guy did not do very well. well. He was full of it. He, yeah. he, he failed the stress test. So right. uh, we didn't even offer him a job. Without doing that part of it, based on where he worked and what he said that he knew how to do, we would have definitely offered him a job. Right. Um, oh, right. And yeah, because he looked great field, on paper. And who knows how many days he would have wasted while we're paying him until we figured out that we, he wasn't the guy. Yeah, that, that this was a terrible choice <laughs> that we've right. made. Yeah. So, so we knew. Same kind of thing. Yeah, you got to. And so, you know, whatever that looks like in your life, right, you, you got to build that trust in some way. For us, we say there's a lot of good stress testing that can go on. And the example that, that Dreg gives is, you know, if there's a, a bridge, you know, you're, you're trying to get over a, some sort of chasm or something, right? And you're not sure because it looks a little rickety. Maybe on the part that's still over land where you'll only fall like a foot or two. Right. That's when you jump on the bridge. <laughs> you know, you don't walk out to the middle over the 500-foot drop and start jumping on the bridge. And that's a, that's a terrible idea. Right. It's not where you do the stress test. No. So you do it in a low-risk. Worst-case scenario, everything would still be okay. Right. That's where you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you test it in a place where there's safety mm-hmm. and, and try and get it uh, t- an idea of whether or not this thing's going to hold up, right? So one of the things that uh, builds trust is shared suffering. We know that. So that yep. third question of what is the purpose of a CSOP? The old CSOP. So what's the purpose? Uh, well, originally I thought uh, it was to uh, continue acting the fool Sure. Acting like children like we are able to in the morning. You know what? To be honest, that may have been the original intent. That, I don't know. <laughs> we have to ask OBT. He yeah, came right, up with exa- it. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not. I mean, it's kind of like pledging. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you go through something difficult together. It's, this, it's the reason that GORUCKS are so popular. Right. Because when you're there, you know who you can count on. I mean, it pushes you to your mental and physical limits. And most of the good ones, like a GORUCK, you just can't do by yourself. You need other people's help to get there. Yeah. So when you're when when for a GORUCK or or any other CSOP, when you're at the very end, you think you're at your limits. Um, you don't think you could go on, just like the folks with their feet in the ice water. Yeah. You got to have those other people. You're going to see who's there to help you, um, and who's not. You know. You also find out who and, the, who and the gray man not. is. Yeah. The first and time again, I heard that term, the gray man, I like, said, "Tell me more." <laughs> gray man is the guy who's out there can't do anymore no and he's not doing anymore no and he's, he's marching along but he is not participating he's done yeah usually he's the guy who will kind of walk in the back and try and look like he's doing something yep you know but there's a bumper sticker i've always thought was hilarious and i know it's kind of sacrilegious so i apologize in advance but it always says everybody look busy jesus is coming <laughs> you <know? laughs> bingo <laughs> right? you know and, he, and that's the, that's him that's the great man right he's the guy who's going to kind of hang to the back he's he's spent he has. He did not prepare well, and he's not performing well. Right. And so he's he's not. Uh, he's neither yeah. black nor white. So you do a you do a twelve hour go ruck, and you see that guy back there. Are you going to ask him to join your fifty mile star course team? Probably not. Probably not. You know, probably yeah. not. And uh, you know, like I said, we talked about it last week. You know, the guys who are uh, always love to be first, but won't do any of the you know any of the exercises, exercises properly or whatever. Like mat flippers. Uh, not even mat flippers. Like. It's not because of their physical prowess. It's just because they like cheating. You know. Like, right. Well, you know, yeah. like, then there's that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, Cindy at least wholeheartedly and full throatedly will say, "I'm not doing this because it's stupid." 
you know, at least at least he has the decency to do that, uh, and then outrun all of us by a long shot. So the point of the seesaw is, or seesaw, which uh, Paxers who don't know is completely stupid and utterly pointless. That's what it stands for, right? right? The point of that is to say, hey, let's do this together. Go through this shared pain together. And and again, one of the other things we talked about is when you're in the Palmetto 200 van or the BRR van or the you know whatever it might be, you're showing up to the mud run or the Spartan race or whatever those things might be. You think to yourself, this is this is kind of there's really why are we doing this? This is a stupid idea. And usually somewhere around mile thirty, yep. uh, you know, <laughs> over that thirty some hour you oh, know, yeah. trip, you're like, I'm never doing this again. There's absolutely no. Everybody fact, says that. Well, after after I did a. Uh, the heavy event I did go rock heavy is 24 hours and you know, and it's pretty brutal and this one you Very know, much was, so it was in the mountains up black mountain and it was There was a lot of problems and it was horrible and it poured rain and all this kind of stuff And I told my wife when I got home. I was like I'm writing myself a letter <laughs> Dear future <laughs> in Frank. my own hand. Yes, exactly right and I want you when I say honey I'm gonna do another go rock heavy. I want you to hand me this letter and I will read this letter for myself Of course that I didn't write the letter and I'm gonna do another one. It's not really the point right, but you know, because after you, there, but there's nothing more demoralizing than middle of the night, go ruck rain. Oh, it's just it just breaks your spirit. It sucks the soul right out of your body. But and you know what? It. That's how I met F three Coco, right? That's yep. how I met F three Two Buck Chuck. Um, you know, and these guys are. We went through it. Yep. You know, we're brothers forever. And I tell you, the guy that I really kind of bonded with was Adolphus out of uh, uh, Raleigh area, right? He's a Churum guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that guy's my brother forever. Because, you know, we were, and two buck chuck too, because uh, we were just handing these 120 pound sandbags back and forth for miles and miles and miles. You know, those and, are my and brothers. you don't forget. No. I, my, most recently I had that experience with uh, Fiab. Yeah. Out of Pittsburgh. I love that guy. The Yinzer You bazooka. know I love that guy. I know. <laughs> he, he's just a ray of sunshine. He is, all the time. All the time until the middle of the night when he wasn't. And I had to be his ray of sunshine, which was a test. Which, you know what? That's a really good point because that's one of the, the, the things that's in there yeah. uh, in, in the Q sources that we say, look, that's why you have the shared leadership team. That's why there is advantage there. Yep. Because when you are in flux and not feeling like a ray of sunshine at three in the morning and you haven't had a skittle in a while. That's right. You know, you got a guy who can walk to 12 and say, hey, man, it's all right. Keep going. Yeah. Keep pushing. So know? he was a ray of sunshine for 13 hours and I, I took the job for one hour. <laughs> and we both got through. <laughs> the ratio is not important, just so we're clear. No. Yeah, the ratio is not Team important. has to make it. That's right. That's, that's right. all that's that all matters. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I want to read a, a quick thing to kind of uh, wind this up because we're over time anyway. Okay. And everyone's going to complain. So here's a little, this is a dread story. He says, about my third week of ranger school, the, instructor, the instructors marched us to a pond in the outback of Fort Benning. There in the water was a narrow ladder that ascended 40 feet to a four by four plank that spanned 40 feet above and across the pond with a rope at the other end that stretched horizontally about 40 feet above the pond. The idea was to climb the ladder, walk the plank, and drop from the rope into the water, which was nasty and cold. There was no safety line. If you fell, you fell. It was dirty and dangerous. And although it would have been an easy thing to do were it only five feet off the ground, walking that 40 feet of plank, 40 feet above the water, was one of the most difficult things I had ever done to that point in my life. It only took about two minutes to walk that plank, but it felt like two hours. Dread goes on. In truth, I didn't want to do it. I'm certain that very few of my fellow ranger school students wanted to do it either. And some men, maybe 5% or so, didn't do it. They wanted to graduate from ranger school just as much as the rest of us, but something within them just would not let them climb that ladder. 
walk that plank and drop into that water. The stress was too much. But the others, the ones who were able to overcome the dirt, danger, and difficulty, we learned something about ourselves and about each other that dramatically strengthened the trust between us. It only took two minutes, but such is the power of dirty, dangerous, and difficult things to bond men together. Shared pain builds trust. I sum this cue point up in, in, in one statement. Do it. Never ask a man making $60,000 a year how to make eighty. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Frank, that was a good story. Yeah, I, I know. I think like it's that. applicable. But yeah. you know what? What? Sometimes when you feel you can't find the light that got you through those cloudy days, mm-hmm. when the stars just ain't shining bright, you feel like you lost your way. Hmm. When the candlelight of home burns so very far away, uh-huh. well, son, you just got to let your soul shine, <laughs> just like my daddy used to say. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good good advice. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? Tell me. I got a face for radio. (laughs) The podcast, Frank. (laughs) It is. It is. When you can't find the light that got you through a cloudy day, when the stars ain't shining bright, you feel like you've lost your way. When the candlelight of home burns so very far away. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult. The 43 Feet, out front.